Hello, med students. My name is Zach Olson, and thank you for downloading this week's episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. Let's repeat our case. Okay, everybody, this is uh, Dakota. He's a three-and-a-half-year-old male. He's awoken with diffuse abdominal pain. According to mom, he vomited about five times. Some of that was productive. Um, has a rash on the anterior chest. He was lethargic when we got there, since we've been there with him and through the transport. Now crying, as you can see. Um, lone sounds were clear, as far as we could tell. Uh, we then noticed O2 sats dropping and had cyanosis around the lips. So we put him on O2. He's uh, one o he, he had no previous fever, now 102.3 rectal. Um, mom and extended family are out here, so just FYI. GCS at 10, BP 100 over 60. Pulse of 120, 97% on the O2. And uh, no allergies, no meds, had not been sick for the past couple days. Any questions? Anyway, I know it was a lot. He's kind of crunking on us. Okay? Thank you. All right, we're currently working our way through our very high yield, oh shit, grab the Braslow mnemonic. We've talked about oxygen and respiratory disorders. We know to check that finger stick glucose, to look for hypoglycemia and hyperglycemia. And this week, we are moving on to a huge pediatric life threat pediatric sepsis, serious bacterial infections, neonatal fever, all of that. And the most important disclaimer I have for this episode is that if at any point the kid looks really sick, you're going through your mnemonic and you feel that panic setting in, you think it's possible that this kid has an infection, get those tests, keep working through the mnemonic, but you don't have to wait on the test to actually come back before giving a small fluid bolus and treating with antibiotics. Early antibiotics are a good thing. Ampicillin plus cefotaxime or gentamicin. You don't even need an IV for these. These can go IM. You treat before confirmatory testing if necessary. With that said, though, there are three classic age groups, I guess you could call them that we usually discuss when talking about pediatric sepsis, serious bacterial infections and pediatric fever. And those three age groups are less than 30 days, 30 to 60 days, and more than 60 days. And each of these has a different specific protocol that we follow and that we're going to cover today. Starting with less than 30 days. At this age, the kids haven't received immunizations, their immune system hasn't grown strong yet, and they are at the highest risk for even sometimes relatively asymptomatic serious bacterial infections. Now, when I say serious bacterial infections, I'm really talking about four of them. UTI, by far the most common, especially in fever without a source, Females, uncircumcised males, very common. Obviously, we try to diagnose this with urinalysis and urine culture. The other three less common but bad infections are bacteremia, which we diagnose with blood cultures, meningitis, which we diagnose with cerebral spinal fluid cultures, and pneumonia, which we diagnose with a chest x-ray. Four serious bacterial infections, UTI, bacteremia, meningitis, and pneumonia. 
And at less than 30 days, these kids are at risk for all of these. They're at risk for everything. So if they're crashing or if they have fever, we test and treat for all of these at less than 30 days. We go all out. We do everything we can think of. Urine, blood, lumbar puncture, chest x-ray, antibiotics, admit. Every time. We do everything. And again, that's because these little babies, less than 30 days, have a weak immune system. No immunizations. And also, they can't even localize their symptoms at all. They're just like little blobs in a blanket. So we assume the worst and we do everything that we can think of. Our next age group, 30 to 60 days. Now, this is a little bit of a gray area. You can maybe scale back in here a little bit, but usually not. Tintinalis recommends testing for all four serious bacterial infections again, UTI, bacteremia, meningitis, and pneumonia. Give those antibiotics with the caveat being that sometimes if all of the stars align, the kid can go home if everything comes back okay. You can look this up on MD Calc. It's something called the Philadelphia criteria. That's the gray area, 30 to 60 days. Is there anything we can possibly scale back on if that kid looks perfect? And then after 60 days, we can definitely start scaling back. We're always getting that urine and urine culture. We're probably getting some blood work if they're still really young. But if the kid looks well and everything comes back okay, many times we don't get a chest x-ray. We don't do a lumbar puncture. Again, that's for patients over 60 days old. Keep in mind that if the patient has a symptom of pneumonia, you're getting chest x-ray. If they're sick or altered, you're still getting the lumbar puncture. It's just that at more than 60 days, you aren't obligated to pull out all of your tests anymore. You aren't obligated to put them all in your presentation. That's pediatric fever and serious bacterial infections. Remember, treat early with antibiotics. Pediatric sepsis is the sick version of these infections. Tachycardia, decreased cap refill, that kind of stuff. If the patient looks sick, which most of the times you're using this algorithm, the child looks sick. You're giving fluids, early antibiotics, and being much more aggressive than if a well-appearing five-month-old comes in and mom says the child had a fever earlier in the day. It's just a completely different level of intensity. This was a quicker episode, but definitely high yield. Remember those age cutoffs, 30 days, 30 to 60 days, and more than 60 days. Next week is a big one, congenital heart stuff, heart disorders, cardiac disorders. So I'm taking it easy on you this week. Be sure to check out Roshcast if you'd like to practice some review questions on this material. But until next time, keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift.